that time of the uh, the day again, where we get a chance to talk with Todd Nettleton, voice of the martyrs, giving us some uh, insight about what's going on around the world. Good morning, Todd. How are you, brother? I am doing well. Good morning. Are you warm? Are you staying warm? Uh, I'm warm so far. I haven't left my house yet. <laughs> right. It's going to change in a few minutes here. <laughs> so how have the roads in Oklahoma been? Uh, we got we got some snow on Sunday, but it was really dry snow, and so it kind of blew off the roads pretty quickly. So the roads are actually pretty good. Uh, thankfully, we didn't get ice like we sometimes do, and then the roads are just coated in a sheet of ice, and then Ooh. we all just stay home. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, we've got some ice here, yeah. Todd. So some. if you're ever missing it, yeah. <laughs> I, I will not be missing it. I, I promise. <laughs> oh, good grief! All right, so let's get down to business. The, uh, the your your update that you sent us. Uh, I didn't realize that the State Department released a list of countries of particular concern on the issue of religious freedom. I didn't know that this was a was a publication by the State Department, but what is that? And and is there anything unusual about this particular publication this time? Well, we're we're now about twenty five years into the International Religious Freedom Act, which was passed, you know, twenty five years ago. And so every year, the State Department issues this list of countries of particular concern. And uh, in the years since, they've modified it, and they now have entities of particular concern, which are like terrorist groups that are attacking mm. religious freedom. Uh, and they have what they call the special watch list, which is they're not quite to the level of CPC, but they are restricting religious freedom. And, you know, different state departments, different administrations handle this differently. Some do a lot of fanfare. They really try to get a lot of attention on it. Uh, the current state department kind of just sort of puts it out there and says, hey, yeah, we issued our report. If you want to find it, it's on the Internet. Uh, go yeah. read it. Um, and so it is not it, it doesn't seem like it is a huge issue of emphasis for the current state department. couple of interesting things. So, you know, three countries that we know Christians are persecuted in, we know don't respect religious freedom, uh, were left off of the countries of particular concern list. One is India, where we have seen the rise of Hindu nationalism. We have seen a great increase in persecution over the last 10 years. Second one is Afghanistan. Afghanistan is interesting because they did identify the Taliban as an entity of particular concern, but the Taliban is the government of Afghanistan. Yes. They, they are the leaders of the country. So if you're wow. saying the Taliban persecutes Christians and you say the Taliban is in charge of Afghanistan, then, then how can Afghanistan not be a country of particular concern? The third one is Nigeria. Uh, and again, in Nigeria, they identify Boko Haram as an entity of right. particular concern. Brutal. But the Nigerian government has not done what they need to to protect religious minorities, particularly in the northern part of the country. Uh, and so it was kind of a surprise not to see Nigeria on this list either. So how does this impact our relationship with them? You know, it is interesting, and particularly with India, it's a big deal in India. Whenever the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, which is the group that makes recommendations to the State Department, but before we get to this stage of the process, whenever they recommend India for CPC status, there are lots of news reports in India about how America is making fun of us. They're calling us out on this. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. And so particularly with India, it is a significant thing. 
And I'm sure the people in the State Department would say, yes, we care about religious freedom in India, but we need India to help us against China. We need to keep commercial doorways open between our country and India. So we didn't want to offend them yep. by putting them on this list. The list, when you are identified as a country of particular concern, the administration has a series of responses that they can make up to and including actual sanctions. You can mm -hmm. sanction a country and say, hey, we're going to close down trade things. We're going to do this. We're going to stop your officials from being able to come to America. So there are lots of teeth that can be put into the process. Most administrations uh, from both parties have been very hesitant to really put those teeth in, into the process. Um, so it's kind of at this point, it's kind of a shaming thing of, hey, you're on this list what do you want to do to get off of it? Because we're going to call you out every single year about this issue. So it's a lot of political maneuvering. <laughs> there, there is a fair amount of that. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, I, and I, I don't want to uh, belittle it because I am thankful that our state department does say religious yes. freedom is something we want to pay attention to. We want to talk about, we want to make sure uh, that this is going on. Uh, but it is always hard to know, you know, behind the scenes, what's yeah. happening. Is it like, yeah, we put you on the CPC list, but don't worry about it. Or is it, hey, you know, we don't want to embarrass you, but you really need to work on this issue of protecting religious minorities. Right. Uh, and, and I don't know how those conversations go. Uh, thankfully, God called me to work at Voice of the Martyrs, not in the State Department. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, so, Todd, would there be any possibility that they're receiving a lack of information because a lot of this is not in the media. It's not been drawn attention to. Uh, I'm thinking of a conversation I had with somebody recently about India, and they basically said it's a Christian country. And I said, well, nope. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think there is, yes, that can happen. Um, each embassy uh, under this International Religious Freedom Act, each embassy is supposed to monitor religious freedom issues in the country where they are. And so there is a call for information and there is a call to say, hey, this is part of your job is to monitor this and to know what's going on. Uh, but when you think about India, I mean, you think about over a billion people, uh, you think about the Christian who maybe has been beaten out in a village at the very end of the road. How is the embassy going to find out that information? How are they going to know that that's happened? So that is a challenge in many of these countries and, and a lot of, you know, a, these foreign governments are not advertising the fact that they are persecuting Christians, they're persecuting other religious minorities. So there is a, it does take some effort to really understand the situation and have access to all the information mm -hmm. that you need to make these determinations. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the, the, the fact that, that we kind of assume, oh, if you're in the state department, you're a, you're a high level of you know, maybe a diplomat or something, you have all this information at your fingertips. You know everything that's going on. Truth is, like you just said, unless somebody says, hey, this is happening and alerts authorities, they don't know. And and it can it can be a, a quite a challenge. Uh, human intelligence is one of the things that uh, that relies on, is, is getting that information. Um, you, you also had talked about um, that there was a part of the world that People were being required to take, uh, you know, a, an hour of class time. I can't remember where it was, and I, Brunei. And, I Brunei, and I apologize for that for not remembering where. Any update on that? Because there were some challenges to that that seemed honestly dangerous. 
I think it is dangerous. I don't have an update. As far as I know, that that's the law of the land. Uh, and, you know, Christians are still wrestling with, okay, what, what does this mean for our children who are going to the school? How are we going to ensure that they're ready to withstand that one hour a day of Islamic instruction? Uh, but I haven't heard any updates as far as the law changing or appealing to try to make it change. Uh, the Sultan of Brunei, the, the King of Brunei is, is the law. <laughs> so, right. and he's the one who put out this edict. And so it's hard to imagine, uh, it's hard to imagine him changing his mind. Mm -hmm. And what the reason I brought that up is you, you mentioned that, that this kind of thing is, has now showing its way in, in the Maldives, which is one of the most beautiful parts of the world that th something like this is happening there as well. Yeah, the Maldivian Constitution says that only Muslims can be citizens of the country. Uh, and so when you think about a Maldivian person who hears the gospel and decides, okay, I want to follow Jesus Christ, they now, ac according to their national constitution, they are no longer a citizen of their own country. Uh, and so all their rights, all their protections are suddenly gone. And we heard a little bit about Maldives yesterday in our chapel service at mm -hmm. Voice of the Martyrs. There are about 25 known Maldivian believers. Think about that. 25 people who are believers in Christ from mm -hmm. this particular mm -hmm. group. The other thing, and, and I would encourage our listeners to pray about this, we heard about the effort to translate the Bible into the Maldivian language. Mm. This effort has been going on for a long time, for like three decades. This has been mm -hmm. going on. And one of the things we heard is a number of people involved over that 30-year process have died suddenly. It, uh. Sickness, cancer, disease. It is like Satan is pulling out all the stops mm -hmm. to keep God's word from getting translated into the Maldivian language. And so I would just put that on people's prayer list. Let's pray that, that God will provide translation help, that he will provide people, and that he will protect them. Because this obviously is a spiritual battle that has been going on now for three decades. Stunning. Todd, would you lead us in prayer? Father, we lift up the efforts to get your word into the Maldivian language. Lord, I thank you for those who have gone, who have worked on this. Lord, some have sacrificed their lives mm -hmm. for this process. We thank you for them. We thank you for their example. And Lord, we pray protection over those who are working on this right now, spiritual protection, physical protection, marital protection. Lord, we just pray that you will watch over them. And Lord, I pray especially for the Maldivian people who are involved in this, some of them even from outside the country because they've had to leave the country. Protect them, watch over them, encourage them. And Lord, we pray that soon, in, in the coming months, we can have the news that your word, your entire word is translated into the Maldivian language, is available for the people there. We pray your blessings on this process in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And also, you have a new prayer guide that can help us pray around the world. We do. 2024, brand new year. I hope our listeners are praying for persecuted Christians. The Global Prayer Guide from Voice of the Martyrs, it's updated for 2024. All the countries where Christians are persecuted, hey, who are the persecutors? What does it look like to be a follower of Christ? 
How hard is it to get a Bible? What are the things that we can pray specifically for Christians in North Korea or Iran or Nigeria or China? That's the kind of information that is in the Global Prayer Guide, and we want to send you one for free. So let me give you a website, vom.org, vom, like voice of the martyrs.org slash guide, just the word guide. It's on persecution.com in return for any gift to Voice of the Martyrs. But if you go to vom.org slash guide, we will send you a copy completely free. I want people to have this. I want you to set it beside your Bible, set it in your prayer closet so that all throughout 2024, you can pray for our brothers and sisters living in hostile and restricted nations. Todd, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I, I love the insight. I love the information that you provide to us and help us keep aware of what's going on outside of our little bubble of existence. I, I, I truly appreciate everything that you're doing. We all do. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, and uh, stay warm today. Yeah, you, you too. too. <laughs>